0: this episode of the Full Nerd, Ryzen six thousand and radio Let's try that again. I'll lose that. Uh, I guess it is six thousand, though. So. Right. All right, yeah, here we go. Is. In this episode of the Full Nerd, Ryzen six thousand and Radeon Mobile Windows eleven wants you to move to Canada and SSD prices heading up. Welcome to episode 206 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkis. Hello, Internet. And Adam Patrick Murray, controlling the vertical and horizontal. Yeah, for, from
1: home, because uh, you're you're a little tired. You, you've been doing something for the past bit, right?
0: What? Uh... Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they're just trying to... They are... Uh, the company's competition is wonderful cons- for consumers. It's exciting to cover... But I will tell you, it's been a slog the last maybe 18 months, and it almost only feels like it's getting harder and harder because we have Alder Lake desktop, Alder Lake laptop, and now we have Ryzen 6000 mobile, and of course Radeon. You should give us it, it's it's some exciting stuff, Radeon 6800s too. So, mm-hmm. a lot of testing. It's just been a crush of benchmarks, a lot of 16-hour workdays. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty burnt i think i can say so
1: you you got a long weekend uh coming up so yeah why don't don't we uh do do a final victory lap on uh on your findings Uh, and i will say we this morning we have a uh a video that went up the asus rog zephyrus g14 uh that you did all your testing on so not only did we unbox it uh you did some some uh kind of Beginning benchmarks, look at it, um, but yeah, what what are, what are your findings, Gordon? What, what's what's your deeper thoughts?
0: So you know we can, the, the, to summary, I I think uh, going into this, you kind of wondered after seeing how fast Alder Lake um, H was. It's just you know you're looking at 14 cores, it's pretty smoking. You did wonder what. Place AMD would have left. Um, although I, I will say I think there's still some question mark here that we don't know. But I would say I was kind of surprised by how well Ryzen six thousand is done. Uh, of course, it's you can go to our website, read the story on the uh, the news that Mark Hawkman has written about the Zen three plus. It's essentially the the sort of very similar cores that we saw with Zen three. But uh, AMD said, hey, you know what? We're gonna this, we're going to take this chance now because we are moving to somewhat of a new platform with DDR5 and LP DDR5, also a new PCIe. Uh, finally, um, but we're really going to address a lot of the things that where we can squeeze performance out of it because not. It's like almost as I said. Well, well, we don't really necessarily need Zen four this time to get more performance. Instead, we're going to squeeze uh, even more performance out of the Zen three design. By just adding all kinds of uh, power efficiency designs. Uh, One thing is like a cache dirtiness. So, like, I think they, they, this feature they looked at the CPU. If typically you want to power the cache down to save power, but they basically looked at, hey, let's get, if you are actually accessing the cache a lot more, let's just keep it hot because you're sort of wasting performance by shutting it off, turning it back on. And there's a ton of other, uh, tucks under the hood to greatly increase the performance of the CPU per watt. Even though it's not a huge difference from the Zen 3 design, it's still uh, getting a lot of this by just being way more efficient. And also, it is uh, an enhanced uh, TSMC 6-nanometer design instead of the 7-nanometer that was Zen 3 with these 5,000 chips, which are awesome CPUs, 6,000 is actually even more awesome uh there's a lot of interesting stuff to kick this off you i was we- i was uh just to
2: jump in real quick uh mark did that excellent piece about zen 3 and i just like he was talking to rob Halleck who was on the show before and he flat out said in zen 3 we didn't make any pipeline changes whatsoever everything you're seeing is just power because they focus so hard on power per watt like all these big
0: changes so that's pretty cool i think yeah, and, uh, but I mean, it always makes you wonder, like, well, how much can you really squeeze out of it? Mm-hmm. And we can see, like, uh, you want to show the first slide, uh, Adam? So just for note, all of these were on Windows 11. Uh, VBS was off on all of them. That's virtual-based security. Uh, also, you know, basically uh, the same OS, latest drivers, blah, 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 stuff, Uh and i do want to note my and i'm looking at my score now it's a little bit lower than i think i what i got originally with the the original alder lake h review um i will say alder lake h i've seen some variances with some of the laptops that were even faster than the one that i had um there's a production ge 76 that will break seventeen thousand. that's just i want to i want to note that but um the impressive thing is that dark red bar. That, that is the new uh, ROG Zephyrus G14 with the Ryzen 9 6900HS. That's a 35-watt part. Uh, it, it is a 3.6, 3.7-pound laptop, which is really, really light for the amount of hardware you're getting inside of it. Yes, sir. Radeon RX 6800S. That's uh, all. So basically, it's AMD Advantage. It's all AMD goodness. And that 14,236 that I'm reading for the audio listeners, that is impressive. Yes, I know you're saying, well, hey, Alder Lake H is, what, 16,000? Some, some of them hitting 17,000. Well, why are you so excited about 14,000? The difference is uh, that sixteen to 17,000 in Cinebench R23, which is a pretty heavy-duty 10-minute all-CPU test, that is in a great big MSI GE76 Raider. Great laptop. But it is a 6.4-pound, 6.5-pound laptop. It's big. It's heavy. This is 3.7 pounds. It's under 4 pounds. It's under It's under 20 millimeters. It's 18 millimeters thick. This thing is just stupidly thin, stupidly light, uh, just like the original ROG G14, but it's got that 6,000. And what's really worth pointing out here, because this is Cinebench R23. It's all CPU. Look at the score at that uh Ryzen 9 uh 900HS versus the Ro- the R oh sorry sorry JJ the ROG Scar Strix Scar G17 which is a 17 inch 6 pounds laptop with a Ryzen 9 5900HX which came out basically a year ago at the time it was like just kicked all kinds of butt especially when it was going up against um Intel 10th gen Intel 9th gen this 3.7 pound laptop is pulling down a better Cinebench score than a six pound, uh, ROG laptop with a Ryzen 9 HX part. So that is really, really impressive.
1: And with yeah. a higher or, or, and with a lower TGP. So
0: yeah, we, I mean, you're looking at basically a 35 watt part versus, you know, a 45 watt plus in the uh, 5900 HX. So you, when you sort of consider that the differences in the platform. That is really very impressive. Did you want to say anything, Brad? Sorry. No, that's
2: just super impressive to me. Like this reminds me of that. Like you mentioned that first gen Zephyrus G14, where it was like such a big deal. Like how did they get this in a thing so small? And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this one as well. Especially now that first one was limited to a 2060 or a 3060 at the time. Yeah. I forget. Something like that. Uh, and this 6800S, I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, but this is a serious upgrade in gaming chops. And to fit all that into something so small is very impressive.
0: Yeah. So the original G14 was Ryzen 9. And you can see that here. It's the Ryzen 9 uh, 4900HS, which looks pretty anemic from the, <laughs> from the view of 2022. But in January of 2020, the only option you had was like six-core Intel ninth gen. I don't even think tenth gen had launched at the time. You had some eighth gen, but they were in very large laptops. Or and when you took the 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 Core i9 version of the ninth gen and, and you put them into a a thin and light sub 20 millimeter laptop, it wasn't pretty because 14 nanometer ninth tenth gen just it didn't really cut the mustard, and the original 4900 just basically clean the floor with it and now it's looking slow versus <laughs> the the 6900 hs and basically a laptop that weighs almost the same thing so <laughs> that that's that's ama- amazing and then also look at the score for the rog x13 which is thinner because it is a convertible you know 360 design but it was you know amd's best hs bin part that's a 59 uh 59 hs um this is kind of killing it although on an all core load probably not that fair and also for reference we have an eight core uh you know an eight core tiger lake h part and an eight core a four core tiger lake uh uh up3 part oh god i can't remember what they're calling it it's a g7 part four cores eight cores and of course you know those can't hang with with this new uh ryzen 9 6000 so um Let's look at the next one, which is single threaded performance. I'm going to move this. This is basically a Cinebench, but we're running it on, on a single core. This actually, I think is useful for looking at it in a laptop because, um, you know, a lot of these laptops are very thin. They're very light and they're, you sort of like, well, if you're getting to a big, fat, thick laptop with better cooling, it's going to have an advantage on an all core load against a very thin one. If you're looking at single threaded performance, it sort of removes the platform, the cooling behind it more so because the CPU might only be producing 15, 20, 30 watts uh, on a single on a single thread. So it, it's not as can- constrained by the cooling. Um, uh of course, you look here, and this is really sort of where Intel has done really well, especially Alder Lake. Alder Lake ain't no joke. I don't know if anybody they you want to make your sort of hide your 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 sort of like kind of dismissive marks about Alder Lake, but it's it's the real deal. Like you're like 1895 out of that. It is a bigger laptop, but again, in single threaded performance, the the laptop uh, platform is sort of removed from it greatly, but it's it's the one to beat. Ryzen 6000 can't quite do that. Again, it is still Zen 3, but with a lot of power savings behind it, probably not really going to help with that much on all core. But still, it is still better than the Ryzen 9 5900HX in that, you know, bigger six-pound laptop. It is also better than the Flow X13 with the 5980, which is technically one bin higher. Um, in fact, you can see that... 5980HS has a better single-threaded score than the 5900HX because you know again single-threaded uh, you really don't need all this cooling because you're not pushing every single core. But 1596 better than both previous 5000s and of course when you look at that um, Ryzen you know 94900HS that blew everybody away in 2020. It's it's not looking great and uh, Intel does represent. Look at that Core i uh seven eleven ninety five G seven. Those you didn't see a lot of those, but that was the very, very best quad core Tiger Lake CPU mm-hmm. you could get. It's actually right there with Ryzen nine uh sixty nine hundred uh HS. So I it's really impressive for HS still, but also for single threaded, for Chrome, for Photoshop, for unfortunately a lot of stuff you do in this world, this is probably more important and you can get by with an ultra book, right? You don't, most people don't need more than a quad core for a lot of the work they do. So.
2: Yep. yep. That being said, I'll, every single one of these laptops will do all of those things perfectly fine. Like all of these are excellent scores. Any of these would be great.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. No, they all, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's sort of like, but I think the my argument there is like people, companies like to market like, hey, you need eight cores, you need 14 cores. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't really need, 14 cores or even eight cores, you can yep. honestly get by with six and four um, for a lot, especially what you're doing on a very thin, very light laptop. Mm-hmm. But if you need those cores, like as we see on our next uh, result, uh, it helps. Cores help. Architecture helps. Uh, this is basically a, a, an Excel benchmark spreadsheet created by an Excel eSports competitor, Jason Moore, who uh, by the way, makes real money driving Excel all day. This is kind of a cool spreadsheet, basically looked at uh, the infection rates during the early part of the pandemic to try to, uh, you know, see what the impact was. So as you know, looking at all these different databases, putting into one big, gigantic you know, multi-million cell spreadsheet, and then figuring out like, well, what's where? Where is it affecting? Uh, what industries is it affecting? That way, you know, for what he does in his day job, uh, which is to make money, you could sort of predict that. More performance for financial people, always better, right? They always want more performance. I, I've That's as real, real world as it gets.
2: Yeah, I, I
0: like
1: the idea of, you know, when Steve over at Gamers Nexus does, you know, his overclocking videos, right? And he's just sitting there, you know, trying to get the most out of it. This guy's just sitting there trying to get the most out of Excel. He's like, oh, man, how can I push it
0: farther? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And we have a great interview with him on PC World Go Radio because it's very interesting getting a view of that world to see where people who really drive Excel for a living uh, – kind of what they do, where the performance they need, what why why Excel is actually better than a database, because there's always the database people and the Excel people. There's sort of that fight. He has great answers to that. But I'm going to tell you, uh, if I'm making money, if somebody's making money for me, I want them to have the fastest machines. I want them to have faster laptops. Uh, no doubt, Intel Alder Lake, fastest in this benchmark, quite impressive, with a score of 457 seconds. Lower is better here. But look at that Ryzen nine six nine hundred HS five ninety six. That is really good. And again, there is a disparity in platforms here because you're looking at a six point four pound laptop versus a three point seven. But uh, it also sort of makes me wonder. It's interesting because uh, the p- results are not what I expected. Looking across all these other laptops, if you yeah, look this, at this, can't be
1: just like a core count advantage, like yeah, yeah, because there's other eight cores on here.
0: Yeah, and that is sort of the weird thing. So you look, but, you know, clearly, I will say the pattern I've seen here is previous AMD 4000, Ryzen 4000, Ryzen 5000. Not the greatest platforms for Excel, apparently, especially oh, in actually, these laptops.
1: You know, I, I do see some uh, DDR5. Those, those two are the only ones
0: with DDR5. Right. And it makes me wonder if maybe Excel is way more uh, memory bandwidth constrained than I sort of expected. I'm actually going to dive into this a little bit later at some point. But the crazy thing, though, Adam is and Brad, is look at that MSI Prestige 14. Again, that is a quad-core Core i7-1195G7. Very high clock, very boosty chip. But, you know, if you drive all four of those cores and that thin laptop hard, the clocks are going to fall off a cliff. But it's actually faster than some of these 8-core Ryzen's, and I am really kind of confused. Now, and again, the problem is, there is a stew that is called you know a large ecosystem of different vendors different software i don't know what is going on so you have microsoft excel you have intel you have amd and then you have hey actual practical use of those applications but that quad core uh, i7 I thought would have been way slower and I do see it than other results. You saw that in Cinebench, you see that handbrake well, clearly four cores is not going to beat uh, eight cores and a lot of things, but in Excel, for some reason it's doing really well. And maybe, you know, I, and, and it's sort of, a, it's not just memory bandwidth because uh, look at the flow X 13. That's also LPDDR four X. I'm, I don't really know what it is, but and I know people go like, well, then clearly something is wrong. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to remind you again, this is a, a test created by somebody basically off of what he does for a living, which is to make money. If you're peeling out $100 bills all day, I don't give a damn about some argument in a form about what is better you should be. The only thing I care is peeling off more $100 bills. So if I'm <laughs> that person, I go buy Alder Lake or I buy this new Ryzen Five uh, six thousand chip because that's going to get me more performance because I don't care about your stupid discussions about you should do this blah 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 I just want more money well yeah and, and nothing and pe- better than
1: that people are in the chatter are saying oh it's uh you know very frequency dependent IPC but I you know it just I feel like that would have uh tracked with uh, some of the previous slides that we're doing you know because I mean <laughs> that, it just doesn't necessarily match the the
2: Cinebench runs uh,
0: no it mean, doesn't at to- all.
2: To me, that makes me think that it's a mixture. Like, it very much applies to both. Because the, like you were just saying, the four-core chip has super high single-threaded performance. Uh, but it has, you know, only four cores. So that might be why it has a good score, but can't keep up with those new Zephyrus that gets 596 because it has that same IPC plus eight cores. Right.
0: You would so. think maybe it's clock-dependent, but... Mm-hmm. Um, like a mixture, it all plays in... But the... You know, the the Xenia um, 15KC is a four core, is eight core Tiger Lake part. It's got a decent clock too. So I, it makes you wonder. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to go in and look at like, well, what exactly uh, are the, the clock differences? Is it also, is it memory storage or is it band? Is it? It can't be just i don't know it just there's a lot of really kind of confusing things is it like storage um that Xenia 15KC is running a Gen 4 drive that's really fast too so it's it's not lo- like drive performance and i will say if you take excel and you run it um and you have a properly designed uh spreadsheet workbook it 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 will use a 1024 threads so it does scale up to a, a very high uh, core count. And I've seen that uh, in the full version of this, which takes an hour to run more than an hour to run on a, Ooh. on a, on a big fat desktop CPU. So there's a lot of questions, I think. And it's actually a reminder that you don't want to just go like, well, this is one test. This means I'm going to get more performance out of this. And not necessarily. This is a, this is a, a test that is created by somebody who knows how to drive uh, Excel professionally, if I go in and I do my stupid spreadsheet and I don't properly tune it, it's probably going to suck cuz I don't know what I'm doing. And same thing in Photoshop or Premiere, you what you do may not necessarily match what you're going to see from the benchmarks that everybody has settled on because what you do is different. Which actually brings us
1: to the next thing. Well, actually real quick, uh, VC Jester gave us a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. It said uh if you if you paid if you get paid by the hour get an i3 then you get paid by the job get the fastest. Or if yes. you get paid by the job. Get the fastest.
0: You get paid by the job get yes, there's there's definitely industries where you could justify having a 64 core, you know, threadripper or the fastest thing you can. Even better is if you're getting paid to do it, you can probably write that off too. Or in even better is to have work pay for it and get the fastest. So There you go. Boom. Uh, the next one is Puget Bench Photoshop. Um, this is uh, basically a benchmark built around Photoshop. It does some uh, editing in Photoshop. Uh, it also does some raw conversions of Sony, an older Canon RAW file format, and a an Nikon RAW file. You know, it is, for the most part, um, a very popular benchmark. I had some issues running it on the original Zephyrus G14. It just wouldn't install. There's, I just could not get the scripts to install on it. So unfortunately, I don't have a result for it. But, um, higher score is better. Again, winner is the great big old Alder Lake and that uh, GE 76 Raider. But look at the score for that uh, Ryzen uh, 9 6900 uh, HS. It's, it's all kinds of good. And then one of the things I know people go like, well, I know there's GPU acceleration in Photoshop. Are you sure that it's not because 3080 Ti versus 3080 versus, you know, uh, Radeon uh, RX 1600s blah, 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 blah. So I actually run the benchmark with the discrete GPU enabled and disabled to get a feel to see how much of a difference it makes. Um, not a, not a bit, not a lot, you know, um, in Photoshop. There's sort of like a, a certain floor that you get to as long as you have a good uh even integrated graphics, it runs quite well. There are some certain actions, certain filters that might be better if they run on NVIDIA. Um, but I would say that is extremely good performance for the Ryzen 6000. Again, mm-hmm. in the Ryzen family, faster than the both Ryzen 5000s by a good clip, especially in that X13, which is a little more, you know, thinner. But, uh, you know, 1054 Without the GPU and 1089 with the GPU is, is really good. Tiger, Le- or Alder Lake, though, up at 1198, and 1194 is,
1: is, is pretty damn fast. Why do you think the, uh, 3080 Ti score actually dropped a little bit? Or is that just within margin of error? And-
0: yeah, that's, that's probably just within the margin of error. Okay. You know, again, they, Iris XE is pretty good, especially when you're feeding it DDR5. Um, and, and again, it just sort of goes to show you that even doing, you know, Puget Bench, uh, Photoshop. Mm, look at that. Look at where that that quad core Tiger Lake uh, part is. That 1195 G7 is is not the fastest, but let's be honest. Would that kill me to to be able to do Photoshop at that performance in a 2.8 pound laptop? I I wouldn't feel bad about it. But a lot of uh, a lot of what you do in Photoshop, again, getting back to that single threaded uh, R23 score, it's very lightly threaded. As much as people think you need a eight core CPU to run it or, or more, you really don't. So
2: I find this fascinating because a lot of people think you need big GPU horsepower for fire uh, for Photoshop. And this shows you definitely don't. So that's interesting from that standpoint to me.
0: Yeah. You, you really, there are some things. And again, this is, this is the message of the day is it's about developer. It's about developer optimizations and how much money the hardware vendors throw at the developer to make their software run better on them Uh, there are some things in photoshop that will run better on nvidia hardware my guess is Puget bench doesn't like sit here and hit all of them all day the old trick uh, i used to give apple a lot of a lot of pain for back in the old days when they were on power pc is they would pick one specific action that was heavily optimized in photoshop for power pc and they would be like man this thing is awesome yes it's awesome at one (laughs) <laughs> particular filter, and that was it. Everything else, x86 would clean its clock in its day, and we're talking like Pentium 4 days, Pentium 3, right? Um, you really can't do that in the, in a big suite like Photoshop. You got to think like, well, what I do matters. Uh, Puja Bench is very popular because you can run it. it it's really you can get a a reasonable reproduction of the score. So it's actually very useful, but there are some things in Photoshop that will be faster on M1. There are some things that will be fast on Alder. Like there are some things that will be faster on Ryzen within it, but I I really like, I
2: really like Puget bench uh, because like what you were just talking about, Jason Moore spreadsheet, like they created these to run these realistic scenarios through things so they can tell their customers what they need to buy. So this is again, like super real world examples and I just love including as many of those as possible.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, I know Intel says real world. I'm not sure I totally buy into that because sometimes it's like real world of like exporting PDF files all day. I'm like, okay, that's, that's not exactly too sexy. I could see using Photoshop, Premiere, uh, Office. I, I mm-hmm. don't have this. We don't go over it here. Go to the review on the website. We have Office. We have Excel. We have uh, PowerPoint because that's exciting, sexy, I guess, for somebody. Um, and there are some weirdness like PowerPoint, oddly, in the result that you're not going to see here, but on, on the result you're going to see on Procyon, for some reason, the new Ryzen 6000 was slower <laughs> in, in PowerPoint. And I was like, this, it made no sense. And again, I, who knows? Um, I've realized after doing this for a long, long time that I can't chase down every single reason why I would like to. But again, sort of the, the real truth in all this is, if I drive PowerPoint for a living because I'm a professional PowerPoint esports competitor, and there that exists too, um, I would want an, I would probably want to have a, a laptop or a desktop that runs it better. So I think that's what matters here. And again, Alder Lake really awesome, but Ryzen six thousand right, right, right behind it. I mean, it's right there. Uh, as it crosses the finish line. So, pretty good for Ryzen 6000. Okay, what do we got next? Uh next slide is video editing. This is UL Procyon. I'm using this one. There's also a Puget Bench for Premiere on the website. I didn't use that here because I had a couple I had a couple issues running it again on that uh, older 4000 um Ryzen laptop. But uh, this is Pro Sound video editing. It's uh, again, it uses it uses Premiere, so it is a real world example. It it takes a uh, it takes a project, it adds a couple filters to it, some color adjustments using Lumetri, and then it outputs the four different file uh, formats, codecs, as you like to call it. Again, uh, the discrete graphics matters a lot. It matters way more than it in Premiere than it does in Photoshop. So I run it with the uh, GPU on and the GPU off because you know, clearly, if you're getting a Ryzen 6000 or an Alder Lake with a GeForce, you know, 2060 or a 3070, makes a difference. Uh, the purple line, which is a lot longer because it's bigger with the GPU on and the orange line shorter with the deep, the discrete graphics off. Uh, in the purple line, all kinds of win is Alder Lake 14 cores all in, uh, Premiere is, is, you know, all kinds of good um the Ryzen 6000 with Rainion, uh a 6800s actually not outperforming that uh that uh that Ryzen 5000 laptop with the GeForce 3080 in it and you're going like well why is that because we we are seeing higher performance for again it's about developers 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 mm-hmm. Um, let's be honest, NVIDIA has been best friends with Adobe for a long time. NVIDIA really was responsible for getting GPU acceleration that worked really well into Premiere, and you are seeing the results of that here. That 3080 at 130 watts, well outperforming that Radeon because simply, you know, if you're besties with Adobe, like Apple is also besties with Adobe, you do really awesome. So when that GPU is on, GeForce is generally better.
2: That's very true. That's that's very true. I'm also wondering: Do you think that the differences in TGP and laptop size make a big difference in this test?
0: Yeah, that's going to matter as well. Um, but I think a lot of it is just simply overall. You know, for Premiere, uh, Nvidia generally runs better, right? They yeah. have drivers specifically tuned to it. They get a bump from uh, Nvidia being besties. They get a bump from higher TGP, and again. Uh, this is actually a pretty good load because now you're loading the laptop up with a CPU load and a GPU load. So you're just generating more heat. Whereas some of those previous tests might've isolated to just the CPU. This is now just simply making more heat overall. And of course we see that, uh, that Alder Lake 14 core just run away with it with that 3080 TI. But I do want to point out, look at that orange line. So again, we turn off that discrete graphics. This is like, this kind of tells you what you're going to get out of the CPU performance. If, the, 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 the GPU is just, you know, decoupled from it. You do also, of course, get a difference because, um, there's a difference between the uh, graphics for the CPU between the, the actual different brands. But we are now seeing with the discrete GPU turned off, the Radeon outperforming both the, both Ryzen 5000s and the Ryzen 4000, um, because it's probably simply Holding higher clock speeds, and you're also getting RDNA two, possibly DDR five, so it's giving you the best performance um, when you're running with without discrete graphics. Uh, but st- Alder Lake still in front, but again, it is a 14 core chip. It's got Iris XC, which is a really good integrated graphics part, and it's got DDR five.
1: So. Well, I'm surprised it- by the, the the Prestige 14 with four cores beating the Xenia with the eight core.
0: Yeah, I mean that again. That so the difference, key difference there is, they both have essentially the same graphics design. But the remember the eleven ninety five G seven, the original Tiger Lake uh, UPG. God, I can't remember anymore. Mm-hmm. The G seven part, the quad core Tiger Lake parts, they give you the full ninety six EU Iris Xe graphics. For the Tiger Lake H parts, Intel said, you know what, we're not going to waste die space on. Um, mm-hmm on IRS full graphics stack, we're going to give you one third of the graphics. So, uh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. You're probably, you're also sort of, it's possible the LPDDR4X higher bandwidth could be some plan, but I really think it's just simply the G7 graphics and Iris XC is going to outperform Intel. Intel, the, the integrated graphics in Tiger Lake H was so unspectacular. It doesn't even get a fancy name. It's mm-hmm. Intel graphics, UHD. I don't think they <laughs> gave it a number. It's like no. the most generic name ever, you know? So, um, I think that that is a lot of the reason for it. And, you know, AMD has generally done really well with, with this integrated graphics. And we see that we sort of see that show up here where, but again, Ryzen 6000 with our 2 doing really well. It's not going to, it's not going to beat 14 cores of Alder Lake and a big laptop, but it's doing really well for all the Ryzen's. I think
2: it's also worth pointing out that Intel is also really good at getting its special sauce into Photoshop and Adobe products like this. So for this these Radeon GPUs to be having
0: such good showings says a lot about the underlying architecture there. Right. And again, they, they are besties. There's a, a lot of Photoshop performance and even the benchmarks, you'll see like, wow, you know, actually 1195 Tiger Lake does really well. There's there's certain there are certain um, things you do in Photoshop that just run better on, they are op- on Intel because they have been optimized for Intel. Um, now I know people are going to complain, well, that's just cheating. Well, you know what? I don't care because I just want to get, I want to get my work done faster. I don't buy that. They're just cheating, whatever <laughs> argument. It's just whatever gets you faster and gets you peeling more hundred dollar bills is <laughs> the only thing that really matters. So you can take that argument to the internet. I got to make money. So <laughs> Uh, I'm going to move along a little quicker now. Uh, So this next one is where we take Cinebench R20, and we run from one thread to the maximum amount of threads on the CPU. I like doing this because it sort of gives you a really sort of feel for how the, the CPUs will perform, giving you a you know a fixed score because it is it is a very popular, very, very accurate benchmark from one to sixteen threads. So you can sort of see like sort of how it scales, like because again, not every single application that you use is going to use a single thread. Not every single one is going to use 16 threads. It might use four. It might use six. We don't know because there is an infinite stew of applications and software. And also if you're using multiple uh applications at the same time you're now using different threads so uh this is a a good way to do that this is what you're seeing you're basically for audio listeners you're seeing a very short stubby bar on a single thread going all the way to a big long bar on 16 threads what's important here to see is this is the new ryzen 9 6900 hs in a 3.6 3.7 pound laptop Versus the Ryzen 9 5900 HX, 45 watt plus in a six pound laptop, ostensibly better cooling, I would hope. Uh, just simply bigger laptop, more weight, and it is slightly faster all the way across the board than that Ryzen 9. Uh, 5900 HX, just a little bit, but that is amazing that you're basically getting slightly better performance in a CPU that previously had to go into a six-pound laptop. They are now able to do that in a 3.6-pound laptop. That, that's really the main takeaway here, which is why I want to show this one.
2: It's, it's a shame it doesn't show up better in graphs, like that core proposition, because that is great. Like, being able to get that performance of performance to something that's under four pounds Great! That's something that happened, couldn't happen before. It's a shame you can't show up better in graphs. <laughs> no,
0: and I, I—I mean, what do you sort of like? Would you take it and then divide it by the weight of the laptop? <laughs> do <Don't, clears throat> really. No. Yeah, it just, it gets kind of like weirdness of where you're, I don't know. Then you feel like you're, you're doing a baseball, basketball, football thing. Like, oh, look at this. This quarterback on Tuesdays is like, oh no, on the blitz is like, I, what is that? How does that? I, you know, whatever. Like, that's definitely like, we need something to talk about while they're, while they're taking a timeout, right? That's, that's, that's definitely, uh, next one though. So, uh, I do the same thing for the different laptops here. This is a Ryzen 9 6900HX. HS versus the 50, Ryzen 9 5980 HS, which is the fastest 35 watt, uh, AMD Ryzen previously. Instead of just simply giving you the score, we're actually going to compute the actual percent increase in performance. And this is actually very interesting because that original Ryzen 9 5980 HS is, it had really, really, it was, a, it was sort of the, the very best of the parts. It had very high boost clocks. You can see on the left side here, it's actually very competitive with the Ryzen 9 6900HS, although the HS is still faster by, what, 3% on the single thread? It's it's faster than my 2% on two threads. Three threads, it's faster. It's basically dead even with that Ryzen 9 5980HS. But after that, the power tucks, the improvements that we are seeing with the G14, uh, slightly thicker, the cooling, all that adds up as well as just simply the uh, performance improvements that you are seeing with the Ryzen 9 uh, 6900HS, and it sort of runs away from that uh, 5980HS, where you're looking at 13 uh, percent improvement at 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 eight threads, and 13 uh, percent at 15 threads, and 12 percent at at 16 threads. You're basically looking at double digit performance increases against you know um, a really good CPU previously um, for this chip. Yeah, last year we were like, wow, Resin five
2: thousand is an absolute game changer. Like this smokes everything that's out here beforehand. Yep. This is that much better. Like don't like don't take this kind of stuff for granted. This that's the result of a lot of hard work. That's super impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah. And of course the next one, this will be the last one you're gonna see where we do this. You know, you're going to all well, the flow X13 is a thin, it's a really thin laptop. It was an amazing amount of, you got a GeForce 1650 in there. You got a Ryzen 9. And come on. There's no way that could have been cooled. That's not fair. to even the G14. It is, it's thicker. It's heavier by maybe, you know, about almost, you know, uh, eight tenths of a pound. That's not fair. So let's, let's look at against the original G14. Ryzen 9. 4900HS. Remember, blew everybody away. (laughs) Kicked Intel 9th Gen CPUs up and down the block. Kicked their butts all day. Original Ryzen 9 4900HS versus new uh, G14 Ryzen 9 uh sixty nine hundred hs three point six pound laptop versus three point six pound there that actually point ten point one pound is only because of the the really cool anime animatrix stuff on the back of it they're basically the same weight laptops obviously the newer one has better cooling so that does factor into it. Uh, also I do want to point out the new one should be said has liquid metal on both the CPU and and GPU so that's also should be pointed out. But, uh, Ryzen 9 4900 HS versus Ryzen 9 5900 HS. And it's just, it's just destruction derby here. Single threaded Ryzen 9 6900 HS is 23% faster. It just never, and it just never goes down. Look at that. 23% single thread, 29%, 27%, three, 28%, 28%, 33%, uh, 38% by eight, by eight threads uh versus that you know Ryzen uh 4000 versus Ryzen 6000 we're looking it's at wild. <clears throat> it's wild and we're looking at uh, all the way up to 43% as we get up to 15 uh 15 threads with that Ryzen uh 6000 versus Ryzen 4000 so essentially the same plat uh platform weights although the new one has arguably way better cooling but there's all kinds of things that add up the the CPU has got better power efficiency it's got uh, a shared heat pipe a shared vapor chamber design it's got liquid metal and also the cpu was designed to share power remember the original one was amd plus geforce amd and nvidia like not exactly best friends on the G- on the graphics side this new one is amd plus amd this is the a plus a that the are is talking about so like hey radeon says you need the more power we see you need more power okay we use a vapor chamber design. We give the CPU more performance and you're able to get at a 4,000. Uh, arguably, you could say, well, if you did the same thing for the 4,000, would it be better? I don't know because you can't do that. Instead, you can get the new Ryzen 6000 instead. So.
1: I, I mean, I, I do remember... I mean, that was the last, you know, CES that we went to. And when we saw it, it was just like, oh, wow, look look at all these cores in such a thin and light laptop. Like, the, it was impressive. I mean, it was kind of one of the things that stole the show that year. So, I mean, to see these huge gains a couple of years later is like, ooh.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah. that's that's why I think it's really, it's really funny because you really have... The biggest laptop launch in the pre-pandemic times, and now we're looking at it two years later, and it's really exciting to see that huge performance increase. Um, the biggest performance increase under the G14, that new one, though, is it has a webcam. That's how innocent, <laughs> that's just the reminder of the innocent time of 2020, January 2020. There was no webcam, and the world only, AMD's only worry was Kicking the crap out of 9th gen Intel parts, which was, it did it all day. Let me tell you, AMD had the easiest job in the world because 9th gen, it was not gonna, it was not gonna hang with the Ryzen, all the core, core count of Ryzen. And, and, <laughs> in, and, and to be able to get it into a 3.6 pound laptop, it was just, it just, it's a different, it was a different day. And I'm saying that because it is still a different day today because, Alder Lake is no joke. The next one, the last one is the same thing we're seeing. Let's look at it. This is basically Alder Lake H performance from one thread to 20 threads. Um, and you sort of see that weird, sort of weird dip, like that valley, because you go from using the higher performance, performance cores in Alder Lake, where very, very four, double digit, 14% single threaded, 18% two threads. Fifteen percent, fifteen percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent by six threads. Alder Lake H is no joke. Those performance cores—they are just rocking. Then you get sort of—it sort of runs a little bit, starts running out of steam because they start using uh, those efficiency cores. Um, they still, they still improve performance, but the performance obviously we start reaching—you know—single digit. But um, by the by the time the Ryzen gets to the end, we're like, hey, we only have sixteen threads. You take, you know, 14 threads plus the hyper-threading and the performance cores, and it starts building up steam again, basically 19% faster, uh, all cores versus the uh, Ryzen 6000. Of course, we are looking at, uh, still remember, a, a thick laptop versus a thin laptop. A lot more power. I think it's really not the fairest comparison. Um, on a, In the CPU front, uh, I want to see the same thing done on an Alder Lake H part. In a thin and light tile, thin and light laptop. We get Alder Lake H into a three or into a four pound, 3.8 pound laptop. Then we can sort of decide where, uh, Ryzen 6000 is going to shake out. I'm going to guess though, this is the high bar for what we're going to see out of, out of Alder Lake. You're only going to go down from here, which is why I think Ryzen uh, 6000 is, is going to be very, very decent performing because of all the efficiency gains they've made. They may actually be very competitive with Alder Lake, especially when you, you push it into a thinner, lighter laptop. Well, I don't know, but I think, I think it might be really, really close. I agree 100%. I'm I'm super interested in, like, the gamesmanship of this between
2: Intel and AMD, because typically Intel launches its more mainstream and Ultrabook kind of processors first, and then later expands into H-Series. But with AutoLeak, they flipped the script and did these big powerhouse chips first. So we have no way to compare it against Ryzen 6000 at this point. And I'm really, really interested to see where those chips wind up falling.
0: Yeah, and I think... You know, I I think AMD also is taking advantage of a really good sort of window right now where they say, look, you against Tiger Lake. We got Tiger Lake handled. That's not a problem. Tiger Lake H, not a problem. And when you look at Alder Lake H, you're looking at a 110 watt TDP CPU. That's a lot of the messaging they were pushing because really for most of the world, these Alder Lake laptops are still kind of trickling in. Um That's what most people have gotten their hands on. Um We'll see if it's going to hold up when we get Alder Lake H into thinner, lighter laptops. But right now, the messaging is really good for Ryzen 6000. And I think it's still going to be pretty good. They may not beat Alder Lake H in a thinner, lighter laptop, but I think they're going to have a very compelling message. Especially when you look at gaming performance with an AMD Radeon. That's my segue to the next slide. (laughs) nice let's let's do it (laughs) so this is basically uh you know we know a lot of the excitements over uh, ryzen 6000 but hey there's also the new radeon radeon rx 6800s um it's essentially sort of a, a power tuned efficient six nanometer version of of radeon 6000 of course radeon 6800m was already out there pretty decent part um the big difference now is, hey, the S part is going to be tuned for these thin and light laptops. Uh, we saw 6800M and AMD Advantage laptops, thicker, a little sort of hefty, a little chunky, I think you could probably say. They weren't too chunky, but a little chunky. 6800S is designed to go into these sexy 18-millimeter, sub-20-millimeter thick laptops, which is what we are seeing in the G14. That that. That ROG Zephyrus G14 is just all kinds of sexy when you're getting, mm-hmm. especially with that, that LED backlighting with the this stuff. I even love the wallpaper in your picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just beautiful. It is just beautiful. Yeah. That stock and that's, a Asus and AMD really did a, a job with this new G14. It has really just been a spectacular launch and the Radeon, um, is, is really decent. Again, this is basically, uh, what? One, two, three, four, maybe six, seven games I've run. Uh, some of them fairly heavy duty AAA games. Some of them very light duty esports games. Titles um, all at 1080p. Uh, the darker blue line is Alder Lake with a 3080 Ti. Yeah, I know it's not fair, but that's that's what I have my hands on. The light blue line is a 3070 laptop. The dark red is Radeon. Uh, RX sixty eight hundred S in that lighter red is a GeForce thirty eighty laptop in the Strix Scar with a Ryzen. So you're, um, I think what's uh, clearly for I I don't want to leave the audio listeners out. Uh, if nothing nothing is going to beat a thirty eighty Ti right now with an Alder Lake no. H in a great big laptop right now. That is just simply at the top, that is the alpha. That is the alpha for gaming laptops in performance. It's also a lot bigger. It's a lot heavier. It's also a lot more expensive, too. Um, what's exciting here, though? The real takeaway, though, is look at where this Radeon RX 6800S does against that 3080, 3070 laptop. That is a four pound Tiger Lake H laptop in the XPG Xenia 15KC. I love that thing. Um, that's a 3070 with 140 watt TGP. Uh, also very interesting is that 30, the, the 3080, that's a 130 watt TGP with a Radeon or with a Ryzen of 5900 HX. And this Radeon's actually extremely competitive with that 3070 at 140 watts and surprisingly very competitive with that 3080 in with Ryzen. So when you're looking at Ryzen horizon, Ryzen, 3080 laptop, 3080 with at tuned down to a 130 watts. This is very, very competitive with it. So that sort of tells you, you know, you take a 30, the 3080 Ti in that MSI, that's 170 watt, 75 TGP part. Who? Uh, yeah. So the the 3080 version of it, 165, 150. Um, a lot of the thin and light, the sub 20 millimeter laptops, they were taking 3080s and the TGP's were tuned all the way down to like I don't know 100 watts, 120 <laughs> watts and some of them even lower because you're looking at a laptop you're trying to feed it with Tiger Lake which wasn't exactly, you know, lean on the gas either. Uh, you're now getting a, a pretty low low wattage power limit ceiling for 3080 um and a lot of people are like but I want 3080 cuz 3080 is the best. It is the best. But it really is the best at 165 watts, 170 watts. Down in this very limited power and thermal configuration, down at 3.6 pounds, um, where this Radeon RX 6800S is, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really competitive. And then look, uh, the, what's also nice is you sort of compare, you throw in the Radeon, the Ryzen 6000. Look at that, that counter strike score, 385. 387 frames a second versus 270. I would say that's probably more the problem of that Ryzen 9 5900HX. I think definitely, yep. yeah, I think you're getting a big boost out of the, this new Ryzen 6000 part in Counter-Strike. But look at Rainbow Six Siege, 277, 264. Again, that's dead even. That is uh, 6800S dead, dead even practically with a, a GeForce 3080. uh Yeah, 130
2: Yeah, I just think the big takeaway here is that, yeah, this, you know, is a sub-four-pound laptop and hanging tough blow for blow with the 3070 and the 3080 laptop. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah, and the the big, because it is, and the one thing is we're talking about the CPU, we're talking about the GPU a lot as though they're components you can buy anywhere and put them in your laptop. You can't, you buy a totally built laptop. But this sort of gives you an indicator of, where you're going to see Ryzen 6000 and where you're going to see a Radeon 6800 S fall versus say a, a thin gaming laptop with a GeForce. Um, maybe with Alder Lake, we're going to guess when we get there, but it seems like we, we're going to have a ball game. Radeon's going to, especially because, uh, they are sharing power a lot very closely with Ryzen and Radeon. Nvidia and Intel are also sharing power and in Nvidia and AMD are also sharing power as well. They have their own different ways to share power. Um, we're going to find out who can make the best sharing, you know, scheme as we go forward, whether it's Intel versus whether it's Nvidia, whether, whether it's AMD. But I'm going to guess that, um, you're probably going to see the best sharing when your boss for Radeon Group and Ryzen Group comes in and knocks head and says, I need you to share power the best, right? (laughs) If if Intel can come in, they can tell somebody's like running Intel. They go in, they tell Raja, they go tell this person, you need to share, right? It's just like your parents. I can tell my kids, you need to share this damn thing or that's it. Give me your phones. (laughs) If I have their cousin, I can't yell at them. They're not my kid. They're the cousin. I'm like, I like, you know, I know you're related, But, you know, I really just can't yell the hell out of that cousin like my kid. I can yell the hell out of my kid, right? (laughs) You can like, Radion, Ryzen, stop fighting. Don't make me come back (laughs) there. You can like, you, you're not going to go in there as a parent and go, you know, Ryzen, G-Force, be nice to each other. You can't, you just can't like, you just can't yell at them the same way as you can (laughs) when they're your own kids. So, arc. Arc and Core, same kids. Radion Ryzen, same kids. Force is a cousin here. Yeah. Ryzen is, is your kid. Let me tell you, you are not going to do all kinds of yelling. And I can tell you exactly, because I went to New York with my daughter and her cousin. I did not do yelling like... G- 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 g. I, you, you can't do it. You just can't do it. So uh, we'll see.
1: Uh, oh, Elaine is in the chat, and she says, uh, Today I learned Gordon's parenting style. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. I have no yes, but yeah,
2: I, I've 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 heard that actually from different sources in both hardware and software that AMD's solution tends to be a little more finer grained than Intel versus NVIDIA, which makes sense because Intel wants its CPUs looking best and NVIDIA wants its GPUs looking best.
0: Sure, and you think about it this way: it's like you know what, and and, and you a lot of people go, well, why would Ryzen want to do better with GeForce? Because if you're the GeForce, if you're the Ryzen unit, you go like, oh. Let me see. I need to work with my sibling 75 to 80%, maybe higher of discrete graphics. That's G-Force. That's my cousin. I want to hang out with my cool-ass cousin, not, not Radeon. Radeon's like, what, 10%, 15% of discrete graphics? No. It's like sibling and sibling, forget it. Now, then what happens is like Lisa Sue comes in and is like, hey, don't make me come back there. You need to work together. Right, right. <laughs> so there, you can see that being a problem going forward. So we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. It just depends on how much of a of a good cousin, G-Force can be to to Ryzen and uh, to to Core, right? Because mm-hmm. remember, again, our Core siblings uh, and <laughs> Ryzen and Rainion siblings, your parents are going to yell the hell out of you if you don't get along together. g-force is the cool cousin we understand that but you're not you know i'm not going to pay to send you to college so i'm not going (laughs) to not my problem this is their kid you know i love you you're related by blood but you know that's not my problem
1: (laughs) that's pretty good uh well uh there's a lot of people yelling speaking of yelling there's a lot of people yelling in the chat Man, the big winner today is IGP. Why are you not talking more about IGP? Oh, yes, Gordon? yes.
0: That is the very last slide. Uh, and actually, this is going to be like, cause we got to move on to the last couple topics. This is 3D Mark Time Spy. I'm going to do some gaming performance, direct gaming performance on Iris Xe in Alder Lake and as well with, uh, uh Ryzen 6000. But look, this is t- the Time Spy graphics IGP run. So this is a hundred percent, well, 98% graphics performance of a really good, a fixed graphics benchmark run only on the IGP of these parts. Um, the one to beat, of course, is Iris XE, which you are seeing in the, the new uh, Alder Lake laptops. Oh, heck. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. RDNA <clears throat> 2 based. And as well as in the original uh, Tiger Lake U part, uh, those basically are about eighteen hundred. The RDNA 2 with DDR5-4800 in the G14 uh, inside of that Ryzen chip, 2400. At, <laughs> that's, that is really good. RDNA 2 is looking all kinds of awesome. And I will say Iris Xe was a really good IGP. You could really, with with Tiger Lake G7, you really got solid 1080p low, 720 high. You know, different games make a difference, but it was a solid gaming
2: uh, yeah, we actually did a piece, uh, Mess Smith did it for
0: us when IRZ came out. Like, you can't make fun of Intel integrated graphics anymore. Like, no. it was that good. Yeah, it was really good. It really, you couldn't make fun of it. And, uh, I, drivers, I guess you could make fun of their driver support, but that's, that's for another day. But RDNA 2 with, with these new Ryzen 6000s, it's all kind of awesome. I mean, that is, especially when you're looking at it compared to the previous, uh, RDNA or, well, previous, integrated graphics of the, those Ryzen chips, 1500 for the 5900HX, uh, 1100 for the uh, flow, uh, for the Ryzen 9 5980HS, uh, and a uh, 1000 for the original Ryzen 9 4900HS. So huge, huge increase. And of course, look at that Tiger Lake. I just had to point out that Tiger Lake, you know, again, Intel was like, we're Those not are giving are you the cut best down units, yeah. that cut mm-hmm. down version of, you're getting essentially almost a third of the performance of the Iris XE because Iris XE, because it's essentially a third of the execution units. So RDNA 2 is going to be really awesome for thin and light laptops that you're going to see Ryzen 6000 at. And also eventually when we get this into an APU, it's going to be all kinds of good. Although the price of DDR5 is probably going to be a moderator on that, but, uh, it really, really good stuff here.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, a lot of people are like, "This is this is the big winner of the day uh, to them because yeah, being able to to do that kind of uh, horsepower on 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 IGP is 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 needed, especially with the GPU shortages right now. So right.
2: we're gonna have to see how it shakes out in actual thin and light laptops because that'd be the big deal for thin and light laptops. Uh, but looking at their U series chips, there's only two that actually have the Zen three cores in RDNA two and 1 has the same GPU configuration with 12 GPU cores but the uh, 6600 the Ryzen 5 class one drops that down to 6 so it cuts mm. the GPU cores in half so it's we're going to have to see how that shakes out but this is super excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 always like people dump on integrated graphics but that's what so many people around the world use like seeing that like a rising Tide lift all boats kind of a deal.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm and super uh, excited
2: for uh, it.
1: A uh, Pilo Coon in the chat says uh, it's just uh a thousand to 1500 points from a uh, gtx uh 970 or 1650
0: yeah so. um a lot of the the okay. i didn't i didn't do it against 1650 direct testing i should actually i, sh- I i'll have to pull it up i'll throw it into the mix as well but i think it can be pretty competitive although you're even the 1650 you still have much much faster uh gddr right so it's it's I think the bandwidth advantage will go there. So nice. but I think this can be it's gonna be so close that a lot of people are gonna go, Well for a gaming application, I don't really care. So
1: I like it. Uh we do have a couple uh quick pointed questions. Uh Doctor Ian Kutchers from Tech Tech Potato, friend of the show is uh here he said, uh, Gordon, when when did your laptop arrive? I'm still testing mine, only had three days so far.
0: I have not slept in three days. I think I, I think it's a a fair, a fair assessment. This was a barn burner. It was really hard. I didn't really get to look at sort of like the power consumption necessarily of it, you know, and that's tough anyway, because Alder Lake is really a big fat laptop versus a thin one. I think it's really tough to make those determinations yet. But yes, no, this, Ian, I, I think it's again, they are trying to kill us. You know, Intel, Nvidia, G Nvidia and AMD have been trying to kill hardware viewers. Well, the good news is for the consumer, because all the money you are paying to read your content on websites and on YouTube, uh, it's killing us, but your your the value, the return on investment for all the money you are paying into it to watch YouTube content and to pay for that web content is is uh you're just getting such a good value there <laughs> you're right
1: uh, he follows up says uh, what do you think of the g fourteen uh going on sale with only one dim uh slot installed
0: yeah, no, that sucks you know one of the i i I understand why they do it. you have to keep z height down you there's it's a really the footprint of its tiny d you, you know so DIMs are big it's no it's a bummer like in fact, preparing for this the g fourteen the four thousand I put in more memory because like, well, this thing only has 16 gigs of RAM and that's a real problem, especially in Puget Bench, which didn't run, of course, but, um, it sucks. You can't replace the memory. So like one down on the board, one replacement stinks. I understand why though. I think the good news is it's six, it's what, it's, uh, 16 gigs down on the board and 16 in the sodium. I would be a little hesitant to buy it. Uh, the 8, the 16-gig version, because that means you're probably going to get 8. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know if the 16-gig version will have 16 down on the board or whether it's like an 8 plus 8. I'm going to guess if that – that actually might be a good solution is if you get the G14 with 16 down on the board. Later on, you drop in a DDR5 16-gig module. That's not so bad. If it's 8 on the board, then you drop in 8, then it's going to suck. So.
1: Uh, Okay, so we got another question. I think you kind of answered it from J340. Uh, Ask Gordon how much power the new AMD chip uses the Cinebench all-core load. I'm I'm assuming you didn't really get to...
0: Yeah, I didn't get to look at it. It was above 100 watts, if I remember right. Um, One thing I do want to point out, the original G14 with with the Ryzen nine eight cores and the RTX 2060 Max-Q that was a 180-watt power brick. I didn't see the second version of it. Essentially the same thing with a Ryzen 5000 and a 3060 laptop GPU. I'm pretty sure that was also a 180-watt power brick. That's generally what you're seeing in those laptops. That's thinner, smaller power brick. It's lighter. This laptop, 240-watt power brick. That's basically what you're seeing out of most 3070s, which are about You know, 230 watt on the Intel Nvidia side. AMD always pads. They always pad it with an additional 10 watts, the AMD designs that I've seen. So you're looking at 240 watt power brick, which is going to be bigger. It's going to be heavier versus laptops with 180 watts. So, um, I'm going to guess you hammer that Radeon and the Ryzen. It's, it's probably going to use a decent amount of power
1: uh Ian uh chimes in with his own numbers uh 45 watt in cpu on the performance mode 65 watt cpu in turbo mode
0: Ah, okay that's so, good yeah. yeah so no it's it's but i, I and also i it'll be interesting because i think you know i think i've seen some alienware designs out there the x14 has 130 watt power supply it's got a 3060 on there you're kind of wondering how it's going to do i'm going to guess g14 versus the alienware Simply based on 240-watt power brick versus 130-watt power brick, my money's going to be on the uh, G14. So I think that's, that's that's sort of like that that ceiling for most of the laptops is you simply run out of power that you can draw.
1: Mm. Okay. Uh, another real quick one um, from a Mastal Mon- Monato uh, says, um, why are we not seeing AMD increase core count on their mobile CPUs? When will we see mobile 12-core, 16-core?
0: I think I don't think that's feasible unless until they get to if they do a you know hybrid design. The only reason why Intel can pull off 14 cores is they have a hybrid design. So, you know, of course Apple with 10 cores using a hybrid design, I don't know if it's easy to pull off 12 cores unless you have a significant increase in efficiency with process to go to that core count and let's be honest, uh, I do really need it. I do really need a 12 core laptop. Yes, I love seeing all what Alder Lake can do in the sort of thread-heavy tests, but for gaming, for a lot of people need, I don't know if you necessarily need to go there. Yep. And the,
2: uh, It's worth pointing out that, yeah, it, Intel does win a lot of the CPU benchmarks with that 12900K, but right. you can, if you go through and you look carefully at all the CPU charts, the benchmarks that you laid out, you can see that there is a difference like it's we say it has 14 cores but it has six traditional performance cores and then the other eight are efficiency cores that don't have hyper threading so yes it's 14 cores but it's not like the same traditional setup like the eight core ryzen 9 6900 hs that's two more big cores than what you get in the intel one right and it so you see some variation in benchmarks that you wouldn't see if it was all traditional core design so it's just worth keeping in mind that, that just because the Intel core count is higher doesn't mean it's necessarily the same exact beast.
0: Right. Cool. Although it all adds up being higher yeah. if you have a yeah. heavily multi-threaded test. But the nice thing is those those performance cores, are they are smoking. Mm-hmm. I think it would be nice to see an 8-core version because some of these tests are a little close for mm-hmm. comfort, I think. I don't know if Ryzen 6000, as you put into a big, thicker laptop, is it's going to really creep up onto Alder Lake in a big, mm-hmm. thick laptop. But it feels like Intel sort of needs—we need a couple more big cores because clearly, if you had eight performance cores, it—it's no question they are going to win on pure performance. On efficiency, I don't know, but pure performance, eight performance cores going to beat this all day.
1: Nice. Uh, well, if you want to go see more on this laptop specifically, like I said, we have a, an unboxing on on the channel. Uh, Gordon goes into a lot more benchmarks. It's 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 fun uh, over there too uh get a good look at it. Uh and yeah, well, I mean, we're we're going to do more testing on on Ryzen 6000 mobile when uh when we get more laptops in. So, yeah, more, more to come on that. Yeah. Uh but let's move over to Windows because uh I think when we're talking about winners and losers, some people so, you know, <laughs> might fall on on one side or the other with uh with what's coming in in Windows 11.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, Windows 11, first this week uh They released, they said, Microsoft said previously that Windows 11 is going to get one big update every year. Uh, But this week, they released a bunch of new features, experiences, they called them. I hate that term. uh, That push out, like, Android apps and stuff like that to, uh, you know, all Windows 11 users. So they're going to be pushing out updates much more frequently now. Uh, After they did that, just yesterday, Microsoft released a huge, huge, very early Windows 11 preview build. That has all kinds of new stuff in it, Uh, including it fixes some grapes that we've had, like you can drag and drop stuff to the taskbar in this in this build. Mm. You can make start menu folders, which, again, how did that not exist before? Uh, It's funny to note that Microsoft notes that you can't rename those start menu folders yet. Look for that to come. So it's still very much a work in progress. (laughs) But it is a work in progress, which is great. I'm glad they're adding it. Uh, they'll start showing folder previews in there again. But more important, there are going to be all kinds of new features coming, uh, including live captions of any video that's on your computer. So if you have like an offline local video, they'll do live captioning for you. That's in the preview mode now. They have a bunch of cool stuff uh, related to HDR and how you can use HDR and other things like variable refresh rates in windowed games. Uh, not just full-screen games anymore or borderless games. So there's some cool stuff coming for gamers, like task managers getting changed. Mark did a big, huge write-up over PC World. I recommend going to reading it because just covering the notes of what's coming in this, uh, I think it was like 2,000 words. It's a big, long, deep article. There's a lot of stuff coming. My guess is this is our first glimpse at what is going to be the big second-half update for Windows 11. Mm. Uh, So all that's coming. But one part is a bit of a bummer, though. Uh So back when we were first talking about Windows 11, everyone was freaking out about the hardware requirements. But if y'all remember here on Full Nerd, I said, I'm actually more bummed about the fact that Windows 11 Home requires you to use a Microsoft account. So you have to sign into it. You have to create a Microsoft account. You have to go through all that jazz, be internet connected to set up Windows 11 Home. Uh, a workaround to that is you could pay up for Windows 11 Pro and get by that. But Microsoft notes that... Uh, if you choose to use Windows 11 Pro for personal use and don't connect it to, like, a domain for your school or work, uh, you're going to need a Microsoft account. So if that sticks through it, there will no longer be a easy workaround, and you'll just have to create a Microsoft account to use Windows 11.
0: So, uh, Brad, which distro of Linux are you switching to? Well, actually, Chrome
2: this week just released this Google releases thing called Flex OS that turns anything into a Chromebook. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
2: but, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting choice. I obviously strongly disagree with it. I strongly dis- disagree with it to begin with. I don't like the idea of having to have a Microsoft account to use Windows. I hate it for phones, too. I know people are going to say your phones do it. I think phones are a different beast, for one thing. Uh, and I hate it there anyway. Well, uh, but the rest of it looks good that's just a big bummer to me as a person who doesn't like to have a service tied to everything. Well,
0: but why is that? I don't, why is that double standard applied to the PC? Whereas it's okay for the phones to, to get in your business all day and whatever Apple people, you don't think Apple's storing and building a profile of what you do all day. Give me a break. <laughs> I just don't, I feel like, you know, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's, it's, I don't like the double standard. Yes. And I will say, as a reviewer, having to sign into Windows sucks because yeah. it really screws up everything when you're benchmarking stuff. Mm-hmm. At the same time, as an actual consumer, you know what? I've sort of like, I gotta, you gotta sign into router to make the stupid thing. There are cars that you need to update from the internet. Are we really, I mean, I, I just, I just like, maybe it's just like the modern world. is just like, look, it's just, what? we just have to live this way. And I, I made the Canada joke at the beginning of the show because it's like every election where X celebrity says they're moving to Canada because whatever happened, <laughs> well, they never move to Canada. I, Canada's a great place apparently, but they never move Canada. To Canada, <laughs> and what I'm saying is, it's like it's like up in Redmond, they're like, "Oh, you don't want to sign into Windows? Why don't you just run Linux? Please go ahead." And like I'm gonna move, nobody does it. And, that, <laughs> I, and I'm not saying that is a burn on Linux. What I'm just saying is, the average consumer never goes through with that threat to move to Canada. But yes, right. it sucks. But come on. I agree with all of that. It's, I, like I said last time, I don't think
2: desktop Linux is ever going to be huge. I will note that next week, if you're mad about it, you could buy your Steam Deck and plug it into a monitor and use that if you felt so inclined. Uh, but just because other devices, what there's a whole, bu- I could take that apart in a whole bunch of different ways. But I'll say, keep it simple. Just because other devices do something that I don't like and I feel isn't necessary. Uh, the fact that Windows does it now as well is not good. Like it's not it's not an excuse, it's not a giveaway. It's like, hey, I don't like it on my phones. I can kinda understand it more on my phones because they're such integrated devices. They tie into the networks, all that jazz, that's why they exist. PCs have plenty of offline uses. Like I have offline computers in my house right now, and there's ones I don't want, like my kids' computer, Microsoft Track Two, stuff like that. And I think it's unnecessary and they're just forcing it on people. Well, like we have 20 years plus of PC use of not signing in.
0: I will say I am <clears throat> I'm I'm actually looking to move to Canada, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. I I, th- I do think and not because of the sign in thing, mm-hmm. but I am honestly looking at a lot of hardware that's going to be pushed overboard when we hit that the end of life of t- Windows 10. I might as will start getting some of those things ready. And I need to move those those machines to Canada, so I do think it's 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 something that is, you know, I, I it'll be interesting because it, it's gonna for the first time ever we are gonna we are gonna see that point where like seriously, I can't I understand the security risks of old hardware, but I just can't for me I can't throw away old hardware. I I'm gonna have to move these to Canada, right? So I really yeah. am literally gonna have to move them to Linux. I I'm gonna look at oh. some distros. I'm actually gonna like find out which I install in these. I'll install the Linux and then I can give them away and know that, hey, cause I don't want to install Windows 10 on these things and have these people go like, hey, it's, it's, these things, there's no more updates. Yeah, well, you know. Well,
1: and, and I think, I mean, the, the reason, I, I see it as a problem uh, as 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 well as brad uh, is that there 's also no sign of well why are you doing this what 's the benefit for it? Kind of like the whole security stuff they weren 't clear at the beginning of like well, this is the benefit you 're necessarily getting from it uh you know it 's not like oh man you 're going to get so much more uh, by doing this also I, I know is not here; she was very passionate about this and and wanted to chime in she She did give me some talking points which which we kind of talked through plenty of them, but I mean the thing is is that she likes to point out that there's plenty of people out there who do not have do not have regular or affordable access to internet and i know you scoff at that gordon but you know us us people with fiber sitting here you know like we're we're special right not everybody <laughs> has uh has access to internet and you know if if you're getting a new device and it comes pre-installed with windows 11 that's something you have to consider i mean or maybe they don't even know that right you know and there's like well crap you know i this isn't necessarily going to work for me so you know, I, I think it, there's other people who don't have the privilege that we do, Gordon, to have a nice Internet. So this definitely affects uh, people. So
0: uh, my response is, number one, um, if you are taking a modern operating system in the threat rich environment world we live in and you are not updating it because you don't have access to the Internet. No, no. I, she, she's
1: not saying should, that. She's like, imagine you, if somebody buys a new laptop. And, you, you know, you can't get – most of them don't have Windows 10, right? Most of them are coming with Windows 11. They're like, oh, you know what? I got a new laptop. It's got Windows 11. I have no choice.
0: I To me, that's just what – what do we – if you are buying a new laptop with Windows 11 and you are not updating that laptop because you have no internet, where are you downloading your Steam games? Where are you installing well, no, you Office can't even 365 sign in. from?
1: You can't even sign in. Imagine you turn it on, and you're like, "Well, crap! I need I need internet access to even start the damn device."
0: If yeah. you are look, if you are this laptop is going to go, you are basically entering a Mad Max zombie infested world. There's no zombies in Mad Max, I know. You are entering <laughs> a zombie rich environment. You need to have every single damn thing buttoned down. You need to have that thing updated. Now, people who don't install Windows updates, I think, you You. know, that's like a different kind of world you're living in. But you have to have Internet access. So I don't buy that I have no Internet access reason. I disagree with you. I think you're complaining issues. I think if
2: you don't have reliable Internet access to begin with, but you need a laptop for school or whatever, uh, you could very well not have Internet access and never plan on connecting it to the Internet. Uh, but still, be screwed and not being able to sign on. Yeah, I mean, that's it, very much an edge case. I just hate. It's very much.
1: That. Edge, but I think there's plenty of edge cases because there's also people yeah. in the military who get deployed and and they yep. they don't have access to internet either. But they want a well, nice brand new laptop. Like you it, know, it I, happens, dude.
0: Like there know. are people there are people on bases playing Call of Duty all day. Yeah, I, I just I just I just don't I don't not having access to the internet just does not wash. And number two, I never got to my second reason, mm. and I will say. Oh, Canada. Uh-huh. I don't know the rest of it. Nobody ever knows everybody's allegiance. Whatever. That's enough, though. Yeah. It's pretty easy, I, though. I... It kicks off as, oh, Canada. That's that's the easy part. <laughs> that's that's just, all I got, to. Just run Linux. <laughs> Linux is great, folks. Run Linux. I'm going to invest in it. I'm moving old hardware. We're moving to Canada. Move to Canada. Uh, we'll, I just uh, I just don't like that they, are
2: for, they don't have a backup option for people who don't feel comfortable for it. I would imagine that the number of people who don't use a Microsoft account are already very low. I would think the vast majority of people just sign in with a Microsoft account to begin with. And I think this is just taking away options from people who might need or prefer them Well, for I, no real reason.
0: Well, I, I think one of the problems is. And then, you know, people are like, well, why is Microsoft doing this? I think there are one, there's a valid reason in that you are storing your, your BitLocker keys up in the cloud so you can recover them because you're going to lose that scrap of paper. The actual real reason, of course, they are doing this is like, look, the world is about having an account and being, you are our customer. Netflix does it to you. YouTube does it to you. Google does it to you. Apple does it to you. Everybody, your stupid car does it. To you, your phone does it to you. The business model to, to succeed in the future is: we need services. We need to offer you services. It's all about hey, we're going to sell you our version of Netflix, or hey, we're going to sell you our version of this, or you know, Apple's doing it, Google's doing it, everybody's, Amazon's doing it. you doing do it for a while too. I know, but they they basically like for us to be competitive here. We are not going to sit here and see ourselves become irrelevant in a world where Amazon, Google, and Apple force you to sign into everything. So we are going to make you sign in too. We get it. You don't like it. Oh, Canada. (laughs) Just get Linux. It's love. They should have a link. We love Linux. Install Linux. I mean, that's just.
2: I agree 100% with you. I'm not surprised they're doing it. Uh, I'm disappointed that they're doing it. And that's really all we can do as journalists and as people who buy this stuff is going, yo, I know I can't do anything about this, but just so you know, this sucks and I don't like it. We're, yeah. All we can no. do is say it out loud and make a point of it.
0: No, I think <laughs> I think it does stink because believe me, it's a pain in the butt. We're like, oh, man, especially when you're trying to test like five different configurations, yeah. you have to sign into all. Yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. I understand the reasons there are some actual practical benefits and there's Mm -hmm. actually the biggest benefit is their relationship with you and to, to keep up with the Jones. And Mm -hmm. I think the sucky thing is that it's just a world that we've accepted everywhere else. Can I blame Microsoft for doing it because we have accepted it with Amazon, Google and, and Apple. And then now them saying, well, we, to be competitive, we got to do it too. Maybe if we had said no to Google and we had said no to Apple and we had said no to Amazon, Maybe they wouldn't have had to go here, right?
2: They're different devices. I don't think they have to go here. <laughs> I want to move on to the next topic, though, because we only have five minutes left, oh, and I yep. want to get a quick PSA out.
1: Yeah, please, please uh, tell us what's up with this.
2: Yeah, so SSDs uh, have pretty much been the one thing. You can them and monitors have been the only things that have not been supply constrained during this, you know, endless s- supply constraint. Uh, Buy one now if you need to, though. If you've been thinking about getting an SSD, you should buy one soon. The price have been great, but, uh, what day is it? Either earlier this week or late last week, uh, Western Digital announced that there was some sort of contamination at one of their, two of their big factories in Japan. And the contamination of certain material used in the manufacturing process took out. Uh, 6.5 exabytes of flash capacity or 6.5 billion gigabytes worth of flash mm. capacity. So, you know, Western digital is one of the bigger names in the world and we're losing 6.5 billion gigabytes worth of possible SSD storage. So prices are going to go up on SSDs. Uh, how much we'll have to see analysts are right now speculating anywhere between five and 20%. But, yeah, that's not good. That's so buy bad. Now. The, buy now. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure people who might not have read that definitely hear that from us. Like, this sucks. This is one more thing that sucks about hardware. 2022 mm-hmm. is going to keep it rolling, apparently. Go buy an SSD if you've been thinking about it.
0: Yeah, or a hard
1: drive, you know. There you go. Just load <laughs> up on more hard drives. Backward. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always kick myself for not buying the, you know, Black Friday SK Heinex drives for $90. They're like, oh, I don't really. And then like, oh, there's always some kind of thing that goes sideways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just went there. Yeah. Fun fact
2: about hard drives, since uh Cyberpunk just got its big next-gen update, people might be trying it again. If you are playing that on a hard drive, if you go into the options, there's actual a special hard HDD mode, hard drive mode. If you really? flip that on, it'll change how it loads SS into the world to make things better for you. Oh, so, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. I-
2: yeah. Huh. Interesting.
1: <laughs> All right, I like it. Uh so yeah, we, we got to get out of here, but I, I do have a couple uh uh quick uh super chats that I need to get to. Uh VC Jester said at the beginning, uh, it seems like Gordon is streaming at like 300 FPS. Uh we're we're us <laughs> too or you know, we're just we're dinking around with like 24 frames a second or right Gordon? So it's yeah, like definitely. you got your it's, good internet going.
0: <laughs> it's it's pretty sweet, I have to say. So. Actually,
1: uh, Gordon did have a good piece uh I think it was last week about the the hidden costs of of being at the bleeding edge of of internet access.
2: Yeah. Fascinating. Actually, that's a good yeah. piece.
1: Good piece. Um, also he gives us another $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Said, uh, your windows notifications now will say, hello, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to that, Gordon. Um, uh, we got $2 super chat from, Bushy eleven forty seven says, uh, it's all about the metrics, uh, in reference to windows 11, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the changes over there. Um, Cadorius Technology gave us $5 super chat friend of the show thank you said I I agree on the Windows 11 thing but I don't buy it because schools use Chromebooks so Mm -hmm. yep and then uh, friend of the show Mike Quinton uh, gave us $45 super chat thank you so so much said uh, SSD uh, if QLC is supposed to be worse than TLC why are large capacity SSDs like 4 terabytes plus mostly QLC and higher priced
2: uh You're paying more for the sheer capacity of it. If you've got a four terabyte TLC drive and a four terabyte QLC drive, the TLC drive would be much higher cost. But QLC at this point is advanced enough that it's really, really pretty good. Uh, And so to get those high capacity drives like that using QLC makes sense. And you're not giving up anywhere near as much as you did when it first came out.
0: Yeah, go back and look up the price of those four terabyte um, TLC drives. They would like mm-hmm. you would you have to sit down first. So yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, we we didn't get to. Uh, There's there other good questions. Thank you so much. Uh, we're having to rush out of here because we we have a meeting. But uh, yeah, Gordon, uh, thanks for all the testing. Hopefully, get some some sleep on a long weekend, uh, and, and we'll be back next week. Uh, why don't you take us out here, Gordon? <laughs> sure.
0: Check back next week for your PC fix. Oh, God. Sorry. I screwed that up. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google play, Spotify or Stitcher. And if you're on one of services, please do leave a review. Every time you do, someone moves to Canada. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Barry Charkas. Adios. And Anna and Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch.
1: Hey, thanks everyone for uh, popping by. We will see you later.